Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Deverter. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help you improve your business and those around you. Now this recording is from our Cloud Talk Live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Let's turn that down. Hey, welcome to Cloud Talk Live, everyone. So glad that you are here. Welcome to another week. It's Tuesday. It's April, and that is no April Fool's joke for you. But I am glad to be back. My name is Jeff Deverter. I am the Chief Technology Evangelist here at Rackspace Technology. And uh, I say this every time, but I have such a fun guest today, and I'm really excited to bring Lacey up. Just just hang on with me for a minute till we get through some of this, this business. Uh, it starts with, if you want to get a hold of us over here, send us a note at solve at rackspace.com. It's really just that easy. You saw that little lower third before that said, we want to know who you are. Introduce yourself down in those comments, over in the comments. I don't know what you're watching us on. Uh, we're going live across all these different things. Oops. And I forgot to go live on my feeds. Let's just do that while I talk to you for a second. Uh, and, um, Guys, this is going to be uh, an amazing week. We're into a new month. It's it's April. Can you believe it's Q2 already? At least the calendar Q2. I don't know where your company runs it as. And uh, and it's um, uh, going to be amazing. So let's get into some of the content today. And I was waiting for who the first person was going to be. It's Dan Tan from oh, Singapore. That's so exciting. We got Fernando from Houston has joined the party. That is fantastic. Uh, another one from Houston. Michael is here. Michael has become a bit of a regular, I think. Uh, and we got him from India. We've got I, Aya. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly from Egypt. Uh, that's fantastic. I love Egypt. Never been there, but would love to visit. Uh, Martin from Johannesburg. First time we've had somebody from South Africa. So, um, Martin, you get a, a poster. One of these. Well, we don't have posters, but if I had one, I'd give it to you. Uh, one of these days, we're going to start a map with where all these folks are coming from. We've got Navit from the UK. I'm just going to sit here and read everybody from wherever you've come in from because that's fun. Rebecca from Texas. I know Texas. We've got Mexico here. Lace, oh, fantastic. All right. Well, let's get in with some of the content here. As always, you can find everything from today's episode, including the audio from today's episode over at rackspace.com slash solve slash 111. This is episode 111. And, uh, and that's pretty amazing. We've got an, uh, uh, a tech expert from London. That's exciting. More from Mexico, San Antonio. We've got to get a taco breakfast together for our San Antonio Cloud Talk live fans. Hey, and you can see that the, uh, the, the uh, or I told you many times that the audio from these events goes out live, on, goes out on our podcast channel. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts. It's called Cloud Talk. This week, later in the week, we've got Rob Jackson coming up to talk about security. That's going to be a great episode. So check that out. Make sure you're subscribed. I don't think it's coming out until Friday, but, uh, but if you get subscribed now, you can be sure to have it. It's not going to be here only on the podcast. All right. Hyderabad. We're uh, Hyderabad. We're glad you're here. Um, Vinod, thank you so much. Hey, the cybersecurity infrastructure and security agency still has their shields up warning. I would encourage you to go to CISA.org slash shields hyphen up and go learn about that. Uh, these are heightened cybersecurity times, folks. We need to be prepared for this. 
All right. Um, let's uh, let's let's get into the meat of the matter here today, guys. I have uh, a special treat for you. As you know, we just finished up March. March was Women in uh, Women's History Month here in the U.S., hopefully around the world and the universe. And so we dedicated every episode of Cloud Talk Live to women in tech. Well, that all started because we have uh, we decided that the first Tuesday of every month should be Women in Tech Tuesday. And guess what? This is the first Tuesday of the month. And I'm so excited to have Lacey Skelton on the program this morning. And uh, Lacey and I have known each other for many years. She worked in, uh, and we're going to get into this here shortly, but she worked on the, uh, the Azure team that I helped to stand up uh, here at Rackspace, and I'm so glad that she is, is here today. So why don't we go ahead and bring her up on to stage. Lacey, welcome to Cloud Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Thank you for having me today. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. We've got all of your fans from Singapore to South Africa to uh, Mexico, everybody, UK, everywhere in between. I love it. See you, I'm sure. I love to see all the places. This is very neat. Cool. So it's really encouraging. So, guys, we're here to we're here to talk about women in tech. Now, now, Lacey, as we look at your career, if we go back and look at your education, we're going to see, you know, MIT Sloan. We're going to see all this deep technology training you've had, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Never did I think I would be here in technology. Uh, where did you think? So, so where, where did you think when you you're coming? You're you're in high school. You're thinking I got to go to college. I'm going to go learn some things, and then I'm going to have a career. What did you think that career was going to be in? My idea of career changed on the regular. I think I changed my major three or four times in college. Okay. At one point, I was a geology major because my really? dad. That's a oil hard major. subject. Yes, exactly. So I go, into, right I go into um, midterms and there's like 100 rocks on the table and you have to literally look at them, look at the color and the texture and figure out what's what. And at that point, I just knew this is not <laughs> like, what I want to do the rest of my life. It's a pile of rocks. What do I do with that? Exactly. So it changed frequently, um, but this. Well, is what, not what did you end up with? What was a, what was what was the major that you graduated with? I majored uh, in public relations with a minor okay. in business. Um, so I did like to enjoy writing at the time, and I thought it would be a, a great role for me. All right, and then the first job out of college was. My first job out of college, I was an IT recruiter. Okay. Um, so this was t 2008, you know, we were in the U S recession, um, and a lot of my friends were getting into, uh, recruiting. So I took that wow. role and, and honestly, it was a, it was a great first job out of college. It was great. That's awesome. Well, some of your fans are starting to show up. Evan Oaks is here. Oh, uh, Evan. Yeah, love absolutely love working time. with her every day. So isn't that great? Where, where is Evan now? Do you know where Evan is? Evan is at uh, EA. EA. Oh, wow. That's really cool, Evan. So, Evan, we appreciate your time when you were here. But, uh, you know, you, you, you started in IT. And did that make you think, you know, maybe I could work in IT as a yeah, career? Yeah, so I enjoyed the, the IT recruiting because it was very challenging. I learned a lot about the different roles and just my conversations with technical uh, professionals was very intriguing to me at the time. Um, I did move on to go into marketing and PR a little bit after IT recruiting to see if I was still interested in that pathway, um, but ultimately really missed the tech world. And that's uh, where I came to Rackspace. What year was that that you came to Rackspace? January of 2013. January of so, 2013, got it. And 
and started as an individual contributor, actually started, weren't you in the same class coming in with Jackie, uh, who was actually our first Women in Tech Tuesday attendee? I think you guys started about the same time. Yeah. Jackie started a little bit before me, but we were teammates um, as cloud advisors. And those were some of my, literally the best times, the best days I've had at Rackspace. They were amazing. Jackie's great people. She is a delight to work with and just kind of gets things done, which is fantastic. Um, so, so it's, but at some point, of course, you move into, into leadership. Uh, and I think that was in and around the time you came over to work on the Azure team, which I was helping to lead and had launched here at Rackspace. Yep, exactly. That's where, that's where Jeff and I met. So in 2016, I went over to help uh, launch the Azure onboarding team. And that was a, a really great role, um, just creating process and documentation and standards from the ground up for this new team that we were launching. So, you know, that brings up an interesting thing because because folks think about moving out to the cloud and you think, oh, cool, I got a cloud account. Let's just go and, and move my servers there. Well, you can just sort of throw things out there and maybe in all transparency in the Azure team, we've been throwing some things out there uh, for a little while. And so Lacey came over to help build process and some rigor around that. So maybe talk about those early days in figuring out how to take this, this great big ball of anything called Azure and to help make sure that customers would move into that in a consistent way, because that is something that every, every um, business should be using, every customer should be doing when moving out into a, into a public cloud is doing it in a systematic way. So how did you approach that? Yeah, exactly. It was a little bit of the Wild West uh, when we first started Azure. It was uh, a little bit post our AWS teams and where they were and, and their progress. Um, and so really, I came in and uh, just tried to establish just the basics uh, from the ground up, right? Like we had yeah. to have our, our documentation in line, our standards, how we were tracking our projects, um, are ensuring that our customers are really having a seamless transition from the time they signed contracts with Rackspace to the time they moved over into support, just really creating all of those standards um, and leaning on the AWS leaders and teams like Evan, uh, who had, had been there already and done some of that work, um, as well as, you know, Matt Labar and products that we had at the time. Yeah. Was amazing. And so just had some really great uh, leaders within that team that helped helped uh, create a lot of this uh, process that we put together. Right, and so that ultimately then also was was the beginning of your not just illustrious career from a from a leadership point of view, but from an onboarding point of view. How do you get a company from wherever they are into you know their cloud or their environment of choice? in a way that is systematic and secure uh, so that you, they've got this, this, this playing field then that they can deploy their, their applications and environments into in a way that, that helps keep them safe and helps enable them to, to get everything they want out of the environment. So you, know, you, were, you were on the Azure team for a good while, uh, but at some point you move on because you're certainly leading a few more teams than just you know a few Azure engineers at this point. Yeah, exactly. So um, we, you know, we've, Growing our, our public cloud business continue to grow. Um, I moved over to take over our AWS build engineering teams and then our GCP build engineering teams. And we work to collaborate and create standard tools and, and uh, template methodologies across the three public clouds and streamline that as, 
as best as possible. We had engineers who started doing multi-cloud, learning how to deploy on AWS and GCP and, and vice versa. So um, that expanded. And um, here recently, I started, uh, I moved over to take over our private cloud and public cloud teams. And, and that's where I'm at now, working to globalize all of these functions under our implementation teams. Incredible. So guys, if, you, if you're tracking along at home, then you realize that Lacey's gone from an individual contributor to a team lead, to a manager, to a senior manager, and now ultimately a director heading up deployments in a global fashion across public and private clouds. I'm bragging on you a little bit here, Lacey, because you've really come a long way. Yeah, no, I didn't think I started. I started on the Q team for uh, all those old school rackers. Uh, the person behind the chat bot, when you went on the website to ask questions, that was me answering your questions or picking up the sales lines. Like, so that's uh, essentially how I got my foot in the door at Rackspace. And, and folks, there is no more entry-level job than that job at Rackspace. I mean, that is the entry-level of entry-level jobs yeah. uh, to get into Rackspace. But not you weren't the only person who's gone from that type of a role into a position of leadership. I mean, I think about Josh Pruitt, our chief product officer, started, I think, in the exact same role that you, yeah. a few years earlier, but in the exact same role that you did. And I think there's a bit of encouragement we can we can give folks out here, whether you're at the, ideally kind of maybe in the beginning of your career, you know, don't be afraid. Find that company, find that culture that you're really excited about and uh, and take the job that gets you in and then just immerse yourself in it, prove yourself in it. Uh, you know, good, smart people, good people, um, ultimately then get elevated into greater positions of responsibility and leadership over time. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I took a pay cut to come to Rackspace in this role because oh. I knew if I worked hard enough, I had the opportunity to, to move up and, and that's what I did. So That's incredible. Uh, I think that's great career advice and uh, in that as well. Now, Lacey, you, um, uh, as I think about where you are in your role today, uh, you, you've been surrounded and immersed in technology for a good long while, but by your own definition, didn't, you know, didn't study that, didn't plan on a big deep career in tech. How have you balanced being a non-technical person leading technical people? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing is building trust and rapport with your teams, right? I'm the voice for my technical rackers to upper leadership. I'm the person to help remove the roadblocks so that they can focus on the technical work. Um, and my team laughs at me all the time, but I'm constantly asking them to break down every technical thing and step to me to help me understand. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm trying to help make their jobs easier, help make our customer experience better, um, and just really helping to, um, you know, build this team, build our teams and, uh, you know, be that voice for them. So yeah. technical or non-technical, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think it is a, is a huge, uh, as a huge issue. Lacey, one of the things that, that, um, that Jackie mentioned when she was on and she'll, she talks about this a lot is in roles that similar roles that you're both in require a huge amount of cross-department coordination. You think about bringing a customer online, you're dealing with sales, you're dealing with a customer, what are their expectations? You're dealing with internal support teams who are ultimately waiting to capture and, and get these workloads so that they can manage them. They have expectations as to 
the state that that's going to show up in. Now that you're dealing with private cloud, you're dealing with data centers, you're dealing with hardware providers, you're dealing with supply chain. That is a lot of, of plates to keep spinning. What are some of the strategies that you have to, uh, to keep all of that moving? Yeah, so building cross-functional relationships is key in this role, like you mentioned. There's We interact with many uh, you know, professional services to support, to sales on a day-to-day basis. And so really it's uh, building those relationships and just ensuring that we, we are being seen as one rack space. So when a customer buys a bunch of different offerings, sometimes it can feel a little bit disjointed when there's different delivery teams and yeah. our role is really to help uh, clearly define that path for them and make it a very smooth transition from team to team. Communication, hardest thing to do, but the most valuable thing that you can do. Absolutely. Um, Communication and setting, setting those objectives and targets um, and, and just clearly defining those outcomes. Objectives. You know, we could unpack that a little because what objectives do is they help set expectations Uh, and expectations are the hardest thing. And I think one of the things that creates the most conflict within organizations and families in in personal relationships, mismet expectations. But when the expectation is and everybody agrees to the fact that it's going to come in in this state and it will be delivered in that state and will be managed in this way. The expectations are there and everybody can work to that. And, uh, and then ultimately you can measure those, those expectations as key KPIs and now show performance and hopefully in, um, uh, increases over time. Absolutely. And it's setting those expectations up front is what I've learned <laughs> over the years. So that. yeah, on a customer's journey, we want to make sure we're, we're understanding what their actual requirements are, what their needs are, and we're communicating out what they can expect from our teams to deliver on from the beginning. So Lacey would, would if she were going to be uh, very honest, she would say that Jeff is not great with some of those at some point because I get this vision of the big picture and I get excited about charging forward into the new area. And if I don't have people like Lacey along on the journey, then, um, you know, we charge and make some good progress, but uh, eventually chaos ensues, which is why uh, having these expectations, having the processes in place and being able to measure them over time is is really important. It's why it takes such different varying people to make organizations and, and teams work, teams work well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Lacey, we have a ton of people from Egypt here today, which is fantastic. Normally we get onesie twosies from, from different areas, but I've seen several showing up uh, here from, from and my Egypt. girl, Christine Colbison. She is here. I want to yeah. Yes, she's amazing. Christine, you're going to get a call to come be on this program in the you, not too distant future. You would be amazing to interview. You have to. All right, Christine. Uh, first Tuesday of of May, you're you're on the books, so you, you've been warned. Um, well, uh, I ask a, a similar question at the end of all of these, uh, Lacey, uh, of these interviews when I talk to some amazing women working in tech, and I've already asked kind of what your your thoughts were about your career when you were, you know, coming out of high school and so forth. And, um, uh, but now I want you to, to speak to those, those young teen, uh, young women, uh, or even preteen as they think about their careers. Cause I've had so, uh, lots of comments from, from ladies and from, from men saying, Hey, I'm going to take these interviews home and show them to my daughters. So now let's speak to them. How might you encourage them that, uh, that maybe tech leadership, however you want to do it, isn't so scary. 
how you can encourage them? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is to take risks. Nobody ends up staying at their first job out of college. So take different roles, uh, different companies, uh, just try different things. And I think the biggest advice I can give is when you're applying for roles, um, you know, make apply for the roles even if you are not a perfect candidate, even if you're missing some of those requirements or nice to have. Have as a hiring manager, I would much rather have somebody who's ambitious, motivated, driven. I can tell they're a, a fast learner versus having a certification that I'm asking for. So I would just say, um, you know, to take risks, set goals for yourself. Don't become complacent. It's so easy to become complacent, but get out of your comfort zone. Um, that's the only way you'll grow. That is amazing advice. Uh, amazing advice. And yes, uh, whoever is saying that, uh, Nilish, yes, the camera. I, I live by the mantra that anything worth doing is overdoing and I've way overspent on my camera. So thanks for <laughs> noticing. It makes me feel better of having written that check. But I want to, before I let you go, I want to um, call out uh, uh, Rebecca's comment in the chat here. And it says, Lacey, you are inspiring to listen to. I've been uh, a small business owner for about 20 years and transitioning over to tech. I've earned my AWS ASA cert and now learning Python to familiarize myself as much as I can, I will be applying for, and I'll finish that because it doesn't show that for as many op, uh, entry level positions, uh, entry level jobs as possible. Just like you, I just want to get That's my foot amazing. in the door. I love it. Re reach out to me, Rebecca. We may have some roles coming up on, in AWS. So. That That's is great. fantastic. And they can, they can find uh, you, um, uh, Rebecca, if you just email us at solve at rackspace.com, I'll make sure that you get connected over uh, to Lacey. You can find her also over on LinkedIn uh, if you want to reach out directly. But the quickest way might be to email us at solve at rackspace.com. Well, Lacey, a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for um, for for taking the chance and, uh, and trusting to come out on here that it wouldn't be too scary and sharing your experience. You've obviously made a big impact, not only on us here at Rackspace, but on the folks who've had the chance to listen to you this morning. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you all for joining. Uh, it's really great catching up. Wonderful. And Christine just committed to being on the program next month. This is fantastic. All right, everybody. Uh, so Lacey, thank you so much. We're going to move into the next part of the program here and, uh, and see what we've got. Uh, so Lacey, have an amazing day and, uh, and we'll uh, see you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, let us press on with our day. Uh, what a great conversation with Lacey. Isn't she just amazing? Um, she was so fun to have on the team and she has gone on to lead team teams, teams. All right. Uh, so let's move on with our program here this morning. If you want to get any of this information, you can find it over at rackspace.com slash solve slash one eleven. You'll find a link to Lacey's LinkedIn uh, profile there. Go connect with her um, and, uh, and get to know, get to know Lacey a little bit more. And if you want a job on Lacey's team, just either connect her there or send us an email at solve at rackspace.com. All right. Well, that's the cloud discussion. Now it's time for us to move into our favorite little section. And I say favorite. Oh, look, I brought it up too soon. You saw the green screen. Um, and that is this week in cloud. And uh, and that's where the cloud is making news and what it means to you. So let's start here. Let's start with um, let's start with this this uh, article about Okta. Now, if you're familiar with cybersecurity and you're following cloud news, you know that Okta had a little uh, intrusion and their intrusion into their environment that did affect customers started back in January. 
And Okta took a path of non-communication. And ultimately what that means is they denied that there was a significant breach. And then when the hacker who was in posted proof that they were there, they continued to double down on that. And ultimately over time, they eventually came uh, to the point that they opened up and shared exactly what had happened truthfully. Now, there, uh, we all should be of the mindset that everyone, uh, for even with all the efforts that we go about, it's part of what that whole CISA stuff is, there is the chance that everyone at some point is going to be uh, compromised. And so I would encourage you guys and your companies to think through what that response is going to be. Now, the SEC has responded, and we're going to go into this deeper in a future episode, but the SEC has responded, and now they are making recommendations that there will be laws about how companies have to disclose, public companies have to disclose their information. So we are going to unpack that with Gary Alterson in a coming episode. He is our security guy here, and because it does have implications for every public company. All right. Also in the news over at AMD, AMD, the chip maker, AMD, let's be clear, the chip maker, AMD, has gone and bought cloud service provider Pensando for $1.9 billion. Now, anytime there's a B on the dollar, we should be paying attention. It's important because it's it denotes scale. And uh, hey, thanks for posting that up there. Um uh, Daniel. Uh, so so this is important, guys. So when we think about all this cloud transformation, when we think about leaving the data center, what's happening is, is we, we think, hey, data centers don't matter anymore. Well, folks, in the world of business, in the world of cloud, in the world of public and private cloud, data centers absolutely do matter. What's happening here? If we rewind the clock, I love this analogy. If we rewind the clock back into the 1800s, every manufacturing company, excuse me, <coughs> every manufacturing company generated their own power by and large. They did it because uh, power generation was inconsistent. It was expensive to, to transmit from one place to another. And, but ultimately, over time, uh, it became a commodity type service. I have to cough again. I'm back. And, uh, and so I see the parallels here. It doesn't mean that power generation went away. It means it was centralized and commoditized. And that's what's happening in data centers. Do companies need, does every company need to have their own data center at the same scale that they have up until now? I answer, absolutely not. Do data centers still matter? Absolutely. Watch this space, folks. It's super, super interesting. We're going to see a lot of transformation happening here. All right, let's move into that little part where we talk about uh, cloud releases and what the cloud providers have brought out for us. And it starts with AWS. AWS has a new feature. Uh, AWS Backup now allows you to restore virtual disks from protected copies in VMware virtual machines from VMware virtual machines. And this actually, you're going to want to go uh, over to rackspace.com slash solve slash 111 and go read about this one. It uh, There's a lot of features that are involved here, whether you are, are using AWS as a backup point for your on-prem uh, on-prem uh, VMware environment, whether you're restoring from your on-prem out into AWS, whether you're using AWS in, or VMware inside of AWS or VMware in another cloud. Uh, it really does uh, have a pretty far-reaching impact. So go go check that one out. All right, let's move over to Azure and see what's new from them. For Azure, it's a public preview of Azure Bastion supports Kerberos authentication. So Bastion servers, if you're not familiar, are a, I like to think of them as a stepping stone into your Azure environment or AWS or Google. And it's a way to connect into the environment 
in, uh, in a very, very secure way, meaning even from just a specific location under specific authentication and specific network paths. Uh, and from there, then have full access to manage your, your cloud environment. Well, they've enabled in their Azure uh, environment, uh, Bastion servers, uh, Kerberos authentication, which of course is more secure. All right, let's move over to what is new from, oh, it stopped responding, uh, uh, over from GCP. All right, uh, GCP this week announced database migration service now supports migrating Oracle workloads into Cloud SQL or PostgreSQL. So this is interesting. So it's not just migration from point A to point B, it's migration uh, and, in a sense, transformation into a new database technology. Now, it's a sad news for my friends like Patrick Jenkins, who works over at Oracle, because it's pulling it out of Oracle servers. But it's interesting because it allows uh, uh, organizations to have greater control as to what database technology they use as they go about their migrations. Cool. Well, that is cloud releases for the week, everybody, which uh, takes us down into my one of my favorite parts. I say they're all my favorite parts, but I really enjoy doing this program with you. And that is the job of the day. So folks, why do I get excited about the job of the day? Because you get to come work with people like Lacey Skelton, who is a natural leader and you know grew up out of the Q team, answered the phone, didn't even answer phones, answered chats. Mm. And now she leads teams of teams all around the world. Well, this is a principle, uh, an account principle that's inside of our um, our, our uh, professional services teams. And our account principles are the cornerstone of delivery success, overseeing our most strategic professional services accounts. They are trusted advisor and a point of escalation for all issues arising from the delivery of our professional services capabilities. Folks, you can find out more about this job and even click to apply over at rackspace.com slash solve. Slash 111. Well, this has been a super fun episode. I hope you have enjoyed it. We've had folks from some amazing places around the world. South Africa, West Africa, uh, uh, Johannesburg. Amazing, amazing. Well, the audio for this, if you're not already familiar, if you were asleep this entire episode, is available through the podcast. I would love for you to subscribe. Daniel doesn't think we're getting more subscribers by me pitching this. Prove Daniel wrong. In fact, everybody, right now, open up your, your phones. Let's all do this together. It'll be fun. A group exercise. Get your Tuesday off to a great start. And that is subscribing to Cloud Talk. Go find it inside of your podcast app. It is there. And if you do that, well, that means you're going to get this week's episode with Rob Jackson. And it is a fantastic one. Well, we here at Rackspace Solve Program uh, are so grateful for our new sponsor, App Dynamics. I say new, they started with us this year. If you are interested in software observability, there's really just one company to go to, and that is App Dynamics. Folks, they came in as a sponsor. They're a great partner of Rackspace, but I made them give us a meeting the other uh, a couple of weeks ago because I needed to know more about what they did. And when you look at the breadth and depth of the capabilities that they bring in not just monitoring, but understanding the entire chain and performance of modern applications, not just traditional, but modern applications, but I encourage you to go check out App Dynamics. If you want to get, figure out how to get a hold of them or you want me to walk in through the front door, well, just send me an email at solve at rackspace.com and I'll make sure that you get the red glove treatment. All right, everybody. This has been one of my, uh, I was going to say, make a dad joke. My favorite episode of the week. It's the first episode of the week, but I hope you have an amazing week. We're back here on Thursday. And the topic is about integrating uh, uh, security into your DevOps practice. We'll call it DevSecOps. We've got Gary Alterson here, as well as one of our partners. So make sure that you make uh, time for that and set a calendar of a reminder for it. It's 830 Central Time on this coming Thursday. 
Everyone have an amazing week. Uh, and uh, and we're, we're back here on Thursday. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to Cloud Talk. Prove Daniel wrong. Help me in that, that, that mission. All right, everybody. Uh, that's going to do it for me. We are one minute over, and that means you're late to your next meeting. It also means I'm late to my next meeting. Have an amazing day. I'm Jeff Diverter for Cloud Talk. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five-star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff Deverter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.